The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Plum. Yeah, are you gonna do an intro? Like how? No, we're just gonna talk. We're let's just do it. Let's do it. Uh, a song. A song like Albert. <laughs> yeah, like Albert does. I don't. Like funny. we can all like sing out of tune and then like. Ah. <laughs> I wonder if I can do that with my phone. Like if it's still recording like when the, I close the. Like the two and a half men. <laughs> two and a half men. men. I've got some really great pinball. Okay, let's see if I can find something. Hang on. Hold please. Welcome to episode three of The Plum. My name is Crystal and I am your host as always. You're listening to this on Friday, March 20th, or whenever it is that you listen to podcasts. Today we are doing something a little bit different. I did a kind of interview, non-interview, free-form dialogue. This was on the way home from the Louisville Arcade Expo. It was on that Sunday. So in the car with me was Chris Grausner and his wife Amanda and their little dog. And we decided to hit the record button and just see what we would talk about. And um, it was pretty cool. So things happen surprisingly fast in both the pinball world and the real world. Um, since we recorded this, a couple of things have happened. I'm sure you're all aware. Um, first thing, both TPF and MGC were canceled because of the coronavirus. And the Hot Wheels pinball machine was announced from American Pinball. So we talk about some things that were that probably have become a little bit dated in the span of one or two weeks. So just bear that in mind. I believe at one point Chris makes a lighthearted joke about the coronavirus, uh, which at that time was not as serious as it is now. So bless, forgive. We talk about a lot of industry speculation, which podcasters are wont to do. We talk about Louisville and some other stuff. So I hope you dig it. Here it is. Uh, anyways, who cares? It, it started with, um, like, it's the number game. It's like a number, like, yeah. teaching kids how to, how to count or whatever. And it's all done within a pinball machine. Uh-oh. And it's animated. Interesting. And so they play that song, and, like, it goes through all of the numbers as, gotcha. as, the, as the animation goes along. So, and yeah, it's the Pointer Sisters, which I was just, like, I saw that. I was like, that's freaking cool. And... Yeah perfect and yeah. awesome but um yeah so tunnel we're gonna go through a tunnel Probably. hell yeah just yeah. stop talking yeah no <laughs> it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be sweet it'll actually it might sound better um so we're driving we're driving home from home i use in quotes we're driving back to knoxville from the louisville arcade expo and it's me and krista pintern and amanda his lovely wife and Mustard, the dog, the doc, dachshund. <laughs> Is she pure pure dachshund? Yeah, right, uh, full size standard. Yeah, she just enjoyed a really lovely puppuccino <laughs> from Starbucks and went batshit crazy for this this whipped cream, which I didn't know the dogs could have. But anyways, so we're gonna talk a little bit about our thoughts on Louisville um, and some other stuff, I guess. Um, Chris even laid out a, a, an outline for us. <laughs> I was like, he should be my producer. Maybe he'd be, he'd, he'd get it. He'd just like talk about this stuff, Crystal, which is honestly not a bad idea because like I said, I struggle with coming up with content on my own, just solo be like, what can I talk about? 
So you pick his brain a little bit. I think uh, being in sales definitely helps me learning how to talk to the wall. So if you ever need help, I can just say, hey, here's something you can blather on about for 30 minutes that no one probably cares about. Sure, (laughs) sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, but I kind of wanted to ask, this is your first time at the Louisville Arcade Expo. I I went last year. Uh, What were your thoughts? What did you like? Uh, What were your takeaways? I So it reminded me a lot of Nashville. As far as, like, it's kind of a small show. I call it, um, what did I call it in the last episode? I think I called it, like, uh, medium, not medium grade, but, like, medium level, like, you know, not a huge turnout, but, like... On a regional show. Yeah, yeah. I I would disagree. There were a lot of people there. Like, on Saturday, there were so many people there, I left to go to Rec Bar because I knew nobody else would be at Rec Bar, which is a local arcade uh, bar with probably what 50 pins in there yeah yeah dude rec bar was awesome and uh so we you know i was like it's hot there's a line at every game i need to i need to get out and it didn't help that i was hung over and i felt awful um because i ate way too much like so you know all the guys from special and lit and uh jason fowler and some other people were there at the show and we got we got back to the airbnb and Somehow, one of the Chicagoans pulled out ghost pepper sausage, which, like, I guess that's kind of a normal thing for people in Chicago to just have processed meat, like, falling out of their pockets wherever they go. So they pull this out, and I'm like, sure, I've had too many to drink. So I ate, like, three sticks of this ghost pepper sausage, and the next day I felt like I had the coronavirus because my chest was just on fire from that and it took about eight hours the next day until it got normal but i love that because you you were like eating it that night and you were like this is great i don't know what you're talking ken couldn't handle ken ken cromwell was like that's fucking hot like what are you talking about that is that is death how to, and you're like oh this is delicious and then you had like two more and and then the next day it was like i feel like hot garb um i i'm kind of disappointed i didn't get to try that because i've been really into trying hot things lately but um yeah no it was i think it was a good move to go to rec bar and it was a special treat for me because i like when i go to shows i usually am working and i have limited breaks so i i have to be really choosy with how i spend my time not at the show so it was it was kind of cool to leave the show um and and go to a local place and get to spend a lot of time there because that's what i would do if i lived in Louisville this is that's where I would hang out and play pinball and it was cool to like play a lot of data east games that I don't get to play all the time and um it was yeah it was good it was lots of fun and uh got to spend a little bit more quality time with all those all those TPN guys and and you as well and, and Amanda and um it was fun but as far as the show is concerned like I really liked the flipping out booth it was really cool they had a really neat couch set up with like yeah it was really well done like uh Zach Meany brought this this old couch and he set up like he found it I think it was like an old flower like yeah it was like a sheet and he wrote you know the letters on it and then he had some I thought he said didn't he take that off of his own bed that wonderful and that was a couch in his living room right? I think so yeah you should look at the photos it's really nice yeah uh, yeah really high quality Zach thank you for bringing your own personal furniture from your living room and yeah. your bed sheets yeah and yeah. it made like a really cool hell like hangout spot like on friday night we we all hung out there dry, had some drinks and shot the shit caught up a little bit with one another which was really cool and it kind of fit in with the whole theme of like stranger things um and he had like a uv tent like set up so that you could play the uv uh, uv version of the game which looked really good i liked it a lot i like that effect i think that's kind of cool um that was like one of the coolest setups that's not the pinball life party that i've ever like 
seeing at a show, like yeah. with, with the Stranger Things, like the yeah. the theme integration of the show was grade A. Sure, you know, nine, sure. nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time in like the free play area playing playing like people's pins that they were selling and stuff. I actually I, I go a little bit apeshit whenever I see a penny pitch game, which is this old. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. It's like, it's like a granddad game, and um, I got Amanda to play it because I saw I went like I went to walk around the room and I it was the first thing that I saw and I was like, holy shit, Amanda, come over here, play this with me. And Penny Pitch is essentially this game. It's a Williams, an old Williams electrical mechanical game where you have to throw a horseshoe or a penny across, you know, the 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 display, and it's just a two player game or whatever. And that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, when I see that, when I see Crystal Castles, when I see, you know, whatever else that's not pinball, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play that and then I'm going to play a bunch of pinball. But yeah, it was, I, my, I think the biggest takeaway from that was you were talking about how, you know, you know about pinball parts, but you're not a parts expert. And then the second you saw Penny Pitch, which I had never heard of or seen before, you're like, it has this really cool mechanism that swings and does this. And I'm like, didn't you just say you don't know? What you, like, you aren't the expert. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of wicked to me that, like, uh, there's always going to be somebody smarter than you at pinball, but like people don't give themselves enough credit, and I'm always constantly yeah. reminded of that. So that yeah. that's a good, good example of that for you. Yeah. yeah, I like weird. I like weird shit, and I like to know about how it works. So, um, but there was like a few other games that you know. It's kind of one of those things where I always, when I go to any show or any arcade, the first thing I do is find the thing that I've never played before and play it. And look at it and study it. And um, I don't think there was that much there. Um, the only thing that I noticed that I was super impressed with was this this fellow named Craig, whose last name I can't remember. I don't think I caught it, but he he built a homebrew um, Mickey Mouse. What was it? Steamboat Willie. And this is the first time he's ever brought it to a show. I know that he's been making posts on like Facebook groups and stuff about this machine that he's been working on. And um, he has it in a, in a semi-complete state at this point, enough to bring it to a show. And I mean, the first night he already was having a problem with the transistor. He had to turn it off. And I didn't get to go back and see if he managed to fix it and turn it back on. But it was really impressive to meet someone who basically as far as i'm as far as i understand it he didn't know very much about pinball and he just was like i'm gonna build a pinball machine for my wife because she loves steamboat willie and i think he was saying that he wanted to do either harry potter or or mickey mouse and then he chose this and he based it off of an old em called circus so i was under the impression that he had done a retheme and he had taken an old em and basically just made it into this but it was it he did this on his own so um you played you do get to you were playing that with me right chris yeah i got i got to play and i i agree with you is that um given his background and we were like hey do you know so and so that posts about this or other people that do homebrew games he's like no i don't know who they are and he was apologizing to us because of the transistor issue or whatever which i'm a dummy i don't even know what a transistor is so i'm sitting there and i'm like again getting back to this idea that this man's created like a piece of art that you can play as a pinball game and he's sitting there apologizing to strangers for one minor technical issue yeah and I'm like dude give yourself more credit that's freaking amazing sure, like sure. And, and it's i feel also bad like he i saw his post on facebook like people were like critiquing the game to him yeah and i'm like what what have you ever made a pinball machine like let yeah. the man do his thing you sure. know what I mean? well there's something to be said because i mean i remember when we talked with him for that short time he was like i've learned a lot <laughs> and he's like i have a long way to go and it was like yeah that's that's how it works especially with the homebrew stuff so he's not even doing p-rock boards he's writing his own he's code writing his own code yeah, yeah it's, so it's really i i would impressive. really love to get an interview with him at some point and it was funny i kind of learned i had a little lesson in in con 
in context uh, when we were talking to him because, you know, we were talking to him about how, you know, he doesn't know all these, you know, whoever, so-and-so, or these Facebook groups, or, and I mentioned Ed Owens, and Ed Owens, you know, homebrew stuff, and I said, oh, are you going to bring this machine to TPF? And he just looks at me, he's like, I don't know what that is. And it was, it was so kind of strange because we're so comfortable talking to pinball people and using acronyms and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to MGC, I'm going to TPF. It's like, like, oh, he's, he doesn't know what that is. Like, but you know what that says to me is that the hobby is, the pinball hobby is growing and it's, it's attracting people that don't have like quote unquote inside access. Just like me, I, I went to. I've only been to shows just because it was something I wanted to do. I didn't know anybody when I first went. So I just think it's really great that our that community and our community is still growing to include people that really don't need to know anybody to be successful at pinball. Like it shows you that if you have the drive and desire, you can make something you want or enjoy pinball however you want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So I... I, I you know, I liked it. I'm glad that that's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. That was, So that was definitely a highlight um, for me as far as the show is concerned. And I didn't play in the tournament. Uh, Chris and Amanda uh, tried to qualify and we got crushed. Yeah, we got... Uh, so, <laughs> so I started out hot. And I think I'm going to blame um, Matt Kanan and Jason Fowler for this because they came over to the tournament area and they basically, you know, called us sweaty nerds. What are you doing playing in the tournament? And then... <laughs> You know, th- that really hurt my morale. Sure. You know, and th- we know morale is a big part of pinball, so yeah, uh, that's that's on those guys. And, and yeah, they but them. you know, if you hadn't have if you hadn't have you know crashed and burned so much, we wouldn't have been able to spend time at Rec Bar. So yeah. it was yeah. a blessing it in disguise. A, it was a good thing. It was a good yeah. thing. And then um, I failed. Uh, shout out to Orbital Albert and the Pinball Nerds Podcast. Uh, I failed. I think every single mission, but some of them were tough. Like he gave me one day's notice to try to get a costume together. Yeah, we were like. listening. We were listening to to Chris's uh, missions in the car on the way to Louisville, and I love it because he said like, "Okay, dress up in a costume." And Chris was like, uh, "Fuck you, Albert. I can't do that. Like I'm in the car right now." Like I was. It was funny. They were they were uh, thoughtful missions, but just too too last minute to to try and. You know, like Zach Meany just wasn't, uh, he wasn't drinking. Like, he had. Poor man. um, You know, I I saw him have one one drink. He was working so hard. The hardest man, working man in pinball, Zach Meany. You know, you got to put that there. Uh, That's a much better moniker than Zach Attack Albert. You know, come on, man. You got to do better than that. But he, I mean, I saw him on day two and he. He had been working all day. There was an Escalera in there, so you know he's slinging product, you know. And he was just... I, I actually got to play a game of Rick and Morty with him. I randomly caught him in line. There was one Rick and Morty there. And uh, somebody handed him a beer. And, I mean, he tried. I tried to get him to chug it, and a little bit came out of his nose. And it, he just looked like he was having a hard time, you know. So, yeah, yeah. It, when we... we... <laughs> A bunch of us, we all went out to, um, oh, I can't even, it was like a pizza place, Boom Boss, yeah, I think yeah. is what it was called. And he and he and Nicole were sitting ac- uh, across from me. Uh, Nicole, is his wife works with him with the business. Um, also another extremely hardworking person in that, in that business. Um, shout out to Nicole for kicking ass. Um, and he, like, it seemed like he could barely enjoy himself because he was just anxious about leaving the booth alone and, and what could go wrong. And there's, that's like... It's tough. Like I can't even imagine like going to these shows and and not having. You know what I mean? Like. Well, that for me is like I think the other thing is a lot of the people that open themselves up like and put out public content like you and other people that we all get to enjoy. Um, 
they want to make sure, especially Zach's in a unique position, he wants to make sure his customers are happy and he goes out of his way to make sure that's done, at least in my experience from what I've seen. And I've never bought a machine from Zach, but just the way he talks about like his interactions with people like shows that I, you know, I know he gets flack for what's he shilling and even Dennis makes jokes about it. Um, or maybe that's how Dennis feels. I don't know. Um, but if that's the truth, like I can tell when I'm, when I've spent time with Zach, like he is a very earnest person that does want to make the hobby grow. And and I, the, some of the flack and we, every, I think everyone's beat pen side to death about how there's a little bit of vitriol there these days. But, um, for, for everyone else that's not interested in that, like he's he's doing great things for pinball, and I, I'm happy about it. You know, yeah. I think I think distributors are. Um, I don't know very much about distribution. I'm I'm learning a lot, like with each show that I go to, and with with the work that I do, and and stuff like that. Like, it, it's something that I would love to do because I love the customer facing side of stuff. Um, and uh, distributors, that's I mean, they are just constantly talking to people. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's they they kick ass they're awesome so you did one thing at the louisville arcade expo that you did you played stranger things for the first time i did so let me i mean i'm sure you have had initial thoughts but you actually got to flip it Mm -hmm. and i want to know what you think um i'm still on the fence uh i so what, what do you mean that i like this is the thing about me when i play pinball when i play a new pinball game or new pinball machine like new release or whatever it takes me, I would say, a good... And you're going to hate this. I know you're going to hate this answer. But it takes me a good maybe 10 games to form a, a very solid opinion about it. Okay. First impressions, if that's okay, what you're that's, asking. Are you going to make me get to this Yeah, level? yeah, yeah. First impressions, like, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think that um, the theme integration maybe could... I, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I can't, like, it doesn't make me feel anything, I sure. guess, is the best. Like, I'm not particularly unimpressed with it, but I'm not really super impressed with this. And this happens, this happens a lot with me in Stern releases. Like, I think the last game that I was super impressed with was probably Deadpool mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, I want to buy this. Like, I would love to buy this new inbox. Like, this would be the, the machine and, and Jurassic Park to some extent, but I feel like Keith Owen is kind of the exception to sure. the stern rule. Um, well, I, I guess my question is what Albert at Pinball Nerds does best is he, he likes lists. And oh, many he does lists. love lists. So, yeah. so give me like one or like two things you don't like and two things you do. If okay. you can. All right. So two things I do like. I like the, um, I like the projector. Okay. I think that's really cool. It's innovative. I suppose to some extent, yeah. um, and I like the the special UV uh, lighting effect that it's the I think that's like an add on. Um, it's okay. not even necessarily included, um, as far as I know. Um, I thought that's cool. Those are those are two things of like that are a part of this machine that make it feel more like Stranger Things okay. um, to the effect of like theme integration. Mm-hmm. Um, shot wise, I honestly like I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a good feeling for the shots because I only played one or two games so i couldn't play it and this is what i'm talking about before like playing 10 games to understand how the shots feel because it takes me a long time to learn (laughs) to learn my shots sure so like shots wise it's hard to say i could not hit the demogorgon just like everybody has been complaining about big truck (laughs) big truck oh my god um so you know 
I think we might set one up in the office, so I might get to get a better opinion of it, and then I'll, I'll follow up with, with another, you know. And hopefully the code will improve, um, you know, so. Yeah. So. I, feel, I feel like, and I, I guess I'm more of a hot take artist than you are. I've got to play it on location, and I played it there at the show, and I, I just fail to really see the, the theme integration. Um, and I'm I'm really happy that like any new pinball machine that comes out like I'm pretty happy to get to play because hey it's another game whether sure. it be Beatles Black Knight JJP Spooky whatever but when I'm looking at the layout it reminds me a lot it's your very typical it's the most typical fan layout you can get right sure so what do they do to make the experience different where you can't just put any theme on top of that. And that's, I think, my biggest problem with Stranger Things is that while I think it's a charged thing to say that it's uninspired because it took someone hundreds and hundreds of hours to design such a thing. Oh, it's hard work. I mean, like, and that's the thing is it's very reductive just to say, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Sure. But uh, I think that it's it becomes, uh, the question is, could I take that game, create a new Bash toy, and then re-theme it immediately? And I think that's what... When you look at a lot of Stern's games over the past couple years, a lot of it doesn't have to do with mechs. It has to do with art and shot layout that drives the it's, theme integration. It's it's a template pinball. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and I don't, template is not, and that's what, like, when you talk about the greatest games, what game won Twitby last year for best game? It was uh, Deadpool, correct? Or, or Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, yeah. So both of those games have unique unique shots. Sure. Right? So you look at a game like Stranger Things, and what does that advocate Stranger Things to you? They're Like, would the use of a subway make you feel like you're going to the under, you know, uh, the underground, sorry. Upside down. The upside down. Yeah. Uh, but, like, think of the ways that, like, certain mechs or things could have made you feel that way. And the counterpoint of that is be like, is a seven-inch tall Demogorgon not theme integration enough for you? You know what I mean? Sure. And I would say that from a shot perspective, it's not my favorite implementation of that theme. Okay. Uh, and otherwise, like, to me, is it's a it's a fanny fan layout, and that's great. And uh, I'll move on to something that I find a little bit more interesting or compelling. Um, but it's going to do great on location. I know it's done great on location, at least at the locations sure. I know of. Yeah, same with Rick and Morty, which I also failed to play yeah. this weekend. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, you failed. I'm such a deadbeat, yeah. man. I'm just so lazy. Like, if I have to stand in line for a game that I know I'm going to play in two weeks, I'm like, I'll just wait two weeks instead. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's the most illogical argument, but I just, like... And, I mean, I should have played because, uh, I guess the way... It was a rec bar. That was rec bars, Rick and Morty, wasn't it? It, it? may have been. Yeah, it was on a dollar play so the the wait was always like a game or two but um i like that idea like do i can i wait 10 minutes or should i wait like ten thousand minutes sure. you know well and the other thing that they were doing is they were doing a 50 50 where you're you like you put in two dollars and half goes to a charity and then oh. the other half goes to like and that's where that's what the dollar play was oh, I it I, was I yeah and seeing that's where i'm that's why i'm like yeah i should have done it because it was for charity and uh-huh. I, I would have gotten to play it so win-win right but well, um what, i'm actually in on rick and morty uh infamously but um, I'm really, after I played that game, I think two things. Uh, one, it's, I'm going to love it. Like, I had a really good time playing what I could. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that uh, have never really spent a lot of time on spooky games that got Rick and Morty for the theme. So maybe like 20 to 30% of people maybe have never bought a spooky, never played Alice Cooper, sure. never played TNA. But they, they said, you know what, I'm going, my first spooky purchase 
It's Rick and Morty. I love the theme. I'm going for it, right? Yeah. Uh, it's got Denise. Uh, everything about it, I'm going for. Sure. But they don't know that those games are hard. Like they, they're they're not meant to. Uh, the designer that says I drink pinball players tears isn't out there to try to make a fan layout that you're gonna just smash. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the first thing I noticed about that game was I own an Alice Cooper at the house and that game isn't easy either but when it, it's very extremely rewarding in the way that the theme is integrated into it i love it and i don't even like alice cooper but like going through the nightmare castle and killing the monsters like that's great rick and morty looking at the videos it's already like expert level like sure. in my opinion yeah and uh it's only going to get better but i think that people are going to be frustrated with how difficult some of those shots are and they're going to blame it on the design or the, the clunkiness or whatever but they just don't understand that like it's not meant to be easy for you and mm. if you want easy there's some other companies that have games for you you sure. know what i mean and maybe i'm speaking too strongly on spooky's part but but this this argument comes up a lot with people and and buying pinball machines and i feel like there are a lot of pinball people who own pinball for their homes who one of the things that is important to them is that they are challenged with their games and that they they say I want to buy a game that's going to challenge me so that it'll stay in my house for longer and that I, I it's going to be I'm going to want to keep coming back to it I'm going to want to beat it and I mean maybe I don't know if you're not giving pinball uh, home home owning pinball owners however you want to say it enough credit but um, you know th- that could be a good thing because yeah. people are going to be like well I'm going to own this machine and the next time that Spooky comes out with something hopefully it's going to challenge me in this way yeah. and and I mean we'll see this might be really good for them in the long run because if their next game is is being released with, with CGC together yeah. like in that partnership that could that could be really good. Yeah, and I mean, too, is like, if they're going to have two games on the line within six months, right, they might say, you know what, we're going to broaden our our, our offering to the market, and that we're going to have a more flowy, e- easier game, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, to try to appeal to more people. You know, yeah. it all depends on the designer, and it's so driven by, by that designer. And that's where uh, people might get a little, uh, not offended, but I guess their hairs might raise up when you use the term template at oh, start. yeah maybe i shouldn't have used template <laughs> which is fine it's i mean i was using it in a very very yeah. loose I, I didn't want to say cookie cutter because cookie sa- cutter sounds worse than template but you would, even though but, it's the same thing but with your gut like a fan layout is a template now jurassic park is a fan layout and the fact that the shots are spread across in a certain way you have crossed across with the third flipper but it is still technically a fan layout and i know technical is being the best right and i'm sure dennis greasel can <laughs> will agree with that right <laughs> uh, but that's kind of where like what i was saying earlier is i'm a little bit concerned with like the offerings that stern has brought out in the in the, the past couple years and where what that's going to look like sure because look at their releases you have um i like the i like the beatles it, it wasn't i don't think it's been a very celebrated game uh monsters elvira black knight Deadpool, Jurassic Park, uh, and now we have Stranger Things. So safe is, is a is another word that you can use. It's safe. Yeah, but look at the two games, two or three games in there that have done well. It, it's Elwin's games and Deadpool, and everything else has had significant amounts of realistic uh, criticism yeah. from from a significant amount of the community. And maybe it's just the loudest people, and I'm 
like maybe most of the community likes it and I just don't know sure. but I, I don't see those games being celebrated very often you know okay. yeah. For, at least from a gameplay perspective like I love the monsters uh, we were talking about that I like the monsters I just think that the rule set isn't what's for me you know yeah. but I think it's pretty um, I think it's a fun shooting game yeah it's gonna you know I think it, in the future I'd like to possibly own one sure. just to have one for the yeah. It's it's funny too. Like it's a it's a funny game. Like yeah. I feel like when those animations or the I'm sorry the uh, like the graphics and the mm-hmm. the clips from the show come up, like they make me laugh, which is awesome. Like when yeah. a pinball machine can do that, that's the best feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so cute. Like we were talking about Elvira and how I um, I think Ken Cromwell was asking me about what I think about it because he's a he's a big fan of Elvira. Okay. He likes it a lot. The new one, um, yeah. House of Horrors. And we had it in the office, and we did not have updated code. Um, okay. So we were playing kind of old code, and I got bored. Yeah. I just got really bored. What's well, a fan layout? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if there's not... If the, the rules drive the outcomes in a fan layout. And sure. that's maybe, you know, like, the same thing happened with Guardians, I, I believe, and that was right before I kind of joined playing pinball as a hobby. But saying, hey, this game's awful, the rules are bad, and it's a fan layout. And now... A lot of people really like that game because the rules dictated how the game's played. Yeah. So, like, when you look at Guardians and uh, Monsters, you could argue some of the shots are easier or whatever, but they're just fan layouts with different lamp, like yeah. ramps and placements yeah. of mechs and things like that. But ultimately, the rule sets make people's enjoyments of those games better or worse. Sure. And that's where I think Stern's biggest issue lies is if they're not going to focus on they're more focused on margin from a mechanical perspective from in the, within the machine given how much the license costs yeah and you're just going to start slapping fan layouts well and that's the thing is like and you mentioned this before when we were talking about this is that they are not making games for tournament players or for people you know like they're they're making it's you know like yeah, but it dep- it's, they have it's, to find a balance between it, yeah they cycle between, it yeah exactly deadpool iron maiden and jurassic park are all good tournament Tur- games, games you yeah, know what absolutely, i mean and, but yeah. then you have a game like Elvira or Black Knight, which Black go, Knight, you can yeah. play for you know you have a tournament where a kid plays I, it and he has to do a mercy plunge so, like and that's and that's the thing too is that it all depends like I think Black Knight Pro is a lot meaner than Black Knight Premium so don't let have agreed a with, have a game with no safety Game of Thrones Pro you know sure. so yeah that was what was in the tournament this at, at Louisville was Game of Thrones Pro yeah in your face. Yeah. The only time it's you're great. not having the ball is like when it's getting locked for that second, then it's back at you. So I think that's where my concern is, and, and we can transition to this topic, is like, what are you, like, looking at the shows coming up, and we're looking at rumored titles that are coming up, what are you excited about, and where do you see the state of pinball? Like, do you see it as Stern cycling through designers where, hey, we're going to put out two easy games, one, one difficult game, we're going to have one big IP that costs a lot of money, and then we're going to do something small. You know what I mean? And it's great because you know who we're talking about this whole time is Stern Pinball. Yeah. And spooky Pinball. Like, that, that's a good thing for them. You sure. Know? Like, so oh, yeah. I'm excited to, to find out what's going to happen with Jersey Jack Pinball and Spooky. And, oh, yeah, that little company called, a uh, little game called Raza with down in Texas. So we're, hopefully we'll see that. But what do you think? Like, what's coming up? What are you excited about? I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing the deep root stuff and seeing like how far they've come since Houston with Raza and um, if they do bring. Oh, I mean, I guess I should say when because that's what they're saying is that they're going to bring games, right? Multiple, multiple titles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. If that's the truth, like that's got me more excited. I know that Raza was a quote unquote prototype, which I think Zach hit it out of the park the best, saying like. 
why would you bring a prototype with no production quality art or video or any understanding of it to uh, a regional show after Chicago, you know? Like yeah, from a, from a, we talked about this before, but like from a marketing standpoint, I understand how that could be, you know, ill-advised, but from a, a like getting feedback standpoint, I mean, that's what a prototype is. Sure. You know. And that's maybe just me being like, not like from a feedback perspective, like you understand parts and, and how dur- like durability is an issue and, sure. and testing. And for me, and maybe this is just my ignorance of how this industry works, but you hired a bunch of really intelligent people that are professional pinball players. You yourself, like everyone's an enthusiast in a pinball company. Yeah. If you can't figure out if it shoots well, yeah. Without having to drag a prototype out, I see. Yeah. To me, that's that's a problem. You know. Sure. And yeah. Just, I get and that. And that's just my opinion, but I hope, and I said this too, like I want Deeper to be successful. I hope they bring innovations to the game because the more pinball I can play, the better. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. I'm not actively hoping that Stern puts out. Uh, games that I don't enjoy because I want to be able to play them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's ultimately where we're at. But um, I did. So you are going to Texas, right? Yeah. I'm going to both Texas Pinball Festival and Midwa- uh, Milwaukee Gaming Classics. Okay, so you're going to be working though, right? I'm going to be working both of those, both oh, of those shows. Yeah. It's going to be a busy week for this girl. So you're um, driving how many, what, thousands of miles? Not driving, time? flying. Oh, lucky. Okay. Look so at you. I'm going to get some airborne okay. and like a gallon, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. a gallon of hand sanitizer and hope I don't you die. Could, you could be like Frank Reynolds and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Just take a bath. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So, so I'm not sure what, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that since the week or it's a couple of days before TPF, Deep Root is doing this kind of unveiling. I don't, I don't remember what they're calling it. It's like this big. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in San Antonio where they're at. It's like a special know. event, I guess, that they're doing. Um, For the, the LE Insiders. Yeah. Right. LE <laughs> Insiders. <laughs> So they're going to do that, and I'm assuming they're going to bring games to the show. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be any other releases. Maybe American? Do you think? Yeah, they've. I think they've uh, been heavily suggesting it on Facebook and stuff. Sure. And I'm really hoping that it's all been misdirection and that they're going to release something not Hot Wheels. I hope that they do some like crazy theme, like a great theme that everybody wants, but nobody would expect. And sure. Do you think that Hot Wheels would not be received well? Because I've been hearing like a lot of mixed sort of uh, speculate like the mixed thoughts on this speculation I guess I think Hot Wheels is something that it's obviously intellectual property that everybody is aware of Mm -hmm. Um, and nostalgic for yeah I think so but I think the bigger question for American so they finally have a theme that at least people recognize right it's not a home run by any means in my opinion however if the shots are fun and the game is fun, and, and the have, art and the art is good because you know it's just going to say Hot Wheels, like it's going to be the Hot Wheels logo, right, with like a car or something like that. So that being said, like what's going to matter are the shots and the rules. Yeah. So, and I mean that matters with every game, but like people are going to buy Brick and Morty. Sure. Like if Justin Roiland's doing calls, shots and rules be damned. Yeah. Like they're Brick and Morty fans, period. Yeah. They're going to do that. Hot Wheels, I don't know how many Hot Wheels people are out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the difference is, like, there's there's certain IP that people are going to buy, period. Yep. And that... Sight unseen. Hot Wheels is not that. You hmm. know? So that's where it's, like, that, you know, there's... I, 
there's going to be more Stranger Things sold on IP alone than Hot Wheels. Do you think there can be something said for the idea of making an IP like that to reach people that are not in the pinball hobby? And you know, that would be great. And that's that's ultimately like the, the big question is how do you grow the hobby? Well, taking risks is one way. Sure. But I don't. I don't know if risk-taking is always the best business decision, especially when you look at the previous games that have been put out. I've enjoyed them, but have they sold well? Do you see them on location? Sure. Not really. So I think that's the question. Is like, is this the last pinball game that American Pinball will make? Do you think they'll make... We'll do over under two, two more games after Hot Wheels. I guess it depends. I don't know. I don't know anything about... Well, give me your gut. What do you think? Do you think American Pinball Machine will make five total pinball machines or more? Like, like ultimately? Yeah. Like so Endgame? we have Udini, we have Oktoberfest. Do you think they'll make it to five? I think so. If, if, if this rumored Hot Wheels comes out and actually ends up being successful, I mean, I don't know. Are they... They only have, like, one designer, don't they? You know, I don't know who their designer on the, who's on. It's their team. I think it was Joe. So Joe Joe Bals, Balser. Yeah. Bal, I think that's how you say it. Joe Balser did they had a switch up. They Houdini and Oktoberfest. Okay, they hired somebody recently for their marketing and sales, which was okay. a, a good thing. A, a gentleman, somebody I forget the gentleman's name, but uh, that seemed to be a positive thing. It looks like they're looking into their own operations and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and. I'm sure that some changes have been made during that time, at uh-huh. least operationally. Yeah, it would be cool if they could bring on a different designer. As far as oh, we're okay. concerned, as as hobbyists, I mean, the average public who was interested in maybe buying a pinball machine that's based on a toy that they used to play, yeah, you know, they won't give a shit because they'll be like, "Oh, it's Hot Wheels, so I like it, so I'll buy it." Yeah, but you know, as far as like I said, like we're concerned, it, it could be interesting to see them bring in a different designer. Oh yeah. Um, I mean- it's Not that Joe isn't credible. I really like Joe's theme integration. Um, I know that you and I kind of have a... We're talking about that earlier and how you don't like the theme integration of Oktoberfest. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I don't... I wouldn't say I don't like it. I think that it's not something that appeals to a wide group. Okay, and that sure. it's something that, for me, I'm not the biggest stickler on, like, the theme, I guess. I said... If that game was Back to the Future or Harry Potter or some 80s action movie like die hard right, like that's, imagine that's, imagine that as imagine if uh oktoberfest was die hard and there was a tower and uh the tower was the the guy's head sure and you had to shoot up the ramp to knock the guy out i've never even seen that movie which now everyone hates me so that's great but uh, <laughs> okay who cares <laughs> but imagine like you know you kick uh professor snape off the tower by shooting up the ramp sure. you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah that would be something where people would be like oh my god i have to get this yeah. you know what i mean yeah. Oktoberfest, and it's just like, you know, it's been discussed at nauseum, but like, you know, the play field art isn't everybody's favorite. Like, it's Oktoberfest, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. I like shooting the game. It's a fun game to shoot. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But I, I'm i going to bet, and this is going to get me punched maybe by somebody, but I don't know if American makes it to five pinball machines without a grade A intellectual property rights, like, machine Okay. And that's 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 my prognostication. It's not what I want to happen. No, of course I not. I like their games. Nobody um, wants to see a pinball. But I mean, like, I, I just, like, even, I like Houdini. Amanda likes Houdini. We, yeah. Uh, people talk about that tight shot. I like it. Yeah. Like, no, it's me, challenging. It's challenging. Tight you know but findable. I mean? It's good. Tight but findable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's, uh, 
I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And that's the other thing, too, is name another pinball company with one designer. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was exactly what brought me to that point. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, uh, and I mean, I don't know if, if that designer, if Joe feels pressure or, you know, I, I don't know because I don't work for the company and I don't know how that business really runs. So I can't, I can't speak to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's what um, it makes me wonder too, given their, they, they do have an impressive amount of production capability from what I understand. They move operations. I think they have three lines now or more oh, uh, because of that. Yeah. And yeah, a couple of years ago, I think they, they like so, expanded. So here's a question I have. You have a huge homebrew scene building up, right? Yeah. You have games that are legitimately good shooting like games why wouldn't you work as a contract manufacturer some of the time like yep. for a game like think of mark and city's nightmare before christmas that is a how much like i can buy a nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. thong like <laughs> it, it is in a it is all over the sure. all over everything right yeah and imagine a pinball machine that's won an award that has that it has notoriety right that is interesting and compelling and the shots are good and what if they work together? You know what I mean? Like, why does American Pinball have to make novel themes? Like, have you... The Castlevania yeah. would be an excellent oh. game. Like, give that man some help. And he he has a wonderful game now. Uh-huh. But give him somebody like Joe Balser to help guide him. Yeah. Who's not going to buy a game like Castlevania? Yeah. You mean a bunch of the, the pinball nerds, like, might also be arcade nerds? Who'd have thunk? <laughs> like, are video game nerds, you know? Sure. Like, of course that's going to be a hit. So, sure. like, I, well, I hope that that's something that they thought about. And you know? I think that, I mean, I don't know if... I don't know manufacturers' points of view on homebrew if they pay attention. I know that a lot of the guys that work in, in these companies make a point to go to the homebrew row at shows to see what's happening. Because they... That's where Keith Owen came from. That's where Scott yeah. Denisi came from. Like, yeah. they know that... The, you know, the next top designer could be in homebrew row. And I think a lot of these homebrew guys know that and whether or not they want to get hired permanently with, for a company or to just have their game contracted, you know, be like, yeah, buy my, buy my design. And then, you know, but but think about this. Uh, No, that's the thing is like you could work together, but imagine you, uh, you pull a Disney intellectual property from like Nightmare Before Christmas out as American Pinball and the game's already been designed you just have to figure out the manufacturing aspects of it like that's a home run Yeah, you know what I mean you don't have to do 2,000 games you don't have to do the large scale approach Rick and Morty sold out in four hours because of the theme and the designer you know what I mean Yeah. so you know that there's certain themes like that that are out there where you can drive value and you can use other people's uh, energy and brilliance out there that are doing these homebrew pinball games that then you can work together collaboratively you know what I mean so that would be a that would be an innovation within the pinball distribution model right there you know what I mean yeah so and that's what too is here's another one and I I almost forgot which Damien I'm sorry but I guess pinball is gonna be rocking and TPF. I hope you're right. No, I mean, he's bringing games over, and then he's driving from there to MGC. Man, so here, God bless. But here, so here's <laughs> the thing: I don't know if anybody, like, I don't know if anybody on TPN has really flipped, it, like, flipped his games. And I know Zach's been like trying to run the gauntlet at him, saying like, "Oh, well, you know, if the ball scoots this way, what happens when?" The play field is at a 38 degree angle. What about the the wear? You know, like sure. I'm, I'm just teasing, but uh, <laughs> like I think Damien seems to be up to the challenge. The question for him is, can he make a game that the general public wants to buy? Sure, you know yeah, what I mean? and, yeah. Um, I haven't got to play Celts personally. I got to interview with Damien, but um, 
he is all in and it shows like he's got the hammer test out there like anything that you want he's he reminds me a little bit of, uh, of uh charlie with spooky just from the southern hemisphere a little bit sure yeah. but no i mean i'm i'm excited to see him too but that's kind of um you know I think he could be a little bit of a wild card. Like, imagine if he's down at TPF and he brings a sledgehammer in a play field and says, hey, try it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that going to keep making an impact on somebody, you know? But oh, I don't know. It'd be fun. But, no, I'm, I wanted to say thanks and just wrapping everything up. Um, I'm really happy that we got to connect and, and hang out. And, I, you know, we met. What, what, when, when was it? It was at Expo, right? Um, I think we, like, officially met at Expo. It was kind of one of those things where maybe we were, like, Facebook friends or whatever yeah. already. And then we, like, the, Expo was the first time that we actually hung out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, what, again, it kind of speaks to me. And sorry to talk over you. But, like, now that I got to hang out with you and we just met on Facebook and talked about pinball. And now oh, yeah. I have, like, what I would consider a friend in someone. Like, that's what's great about pinball is like the, the kind of the friendships and like you said how much pinball did you play that first night you know what I mean right like yeah everything about pinball is about the people and sometimes that gets lost on us when we're like well I don't like the fan layout of stranger things and right no, you're an idiot no you're an idiot like yeah no, we're all just trying to enjoy ourselves yeah I think that out. like I think that 50 to 60 percent of my my friends my pinball friends that I've made I had never met previous to being Facebook friends. Like, it's yeah. one of those things where I, I meet them at a show or whatever, and that's that's awesome. That's really, really cool. God, I hate Facebook. I would, Can we make, like, a pinball networking website where, yeah. like, that isn't anonymous? Yeah, so. but you know what? It doesn't matter because people are just still going to make, like, hurl vitriol about <laughs> shit they don't like. It's just, I mean, it's it's human nature, you know? Well, here, I'm kind of curious. The but, last question I have. Okay. Well, I wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to make another point. Um, yeah. it's, you know, like this, this always comes up with every post yeah. post show podcast that at least I've partaken in. It's like the idea of the amount of pinball that we play uh-huh. is, is outweighed by, you know what I mean? Like we just end up talking and it's like Friday night when we got back from the, from the restaurant, I sat on the couch with Jason Fowler and Nicole, Nicole Meany and we were talking and hanging out and you came up to us and you're like, come on, let's play some pinball. And like Fowler and I looked at each other and I feel like it was like, man, we want to keep talking, but also (laughs) uh, we should play pinball. Uh, Like, and that's funny that that's, I mean, and that's ultimately why those shows are great. Like you get to, I'd never really played on a nice nitro ground shaker. So we walked up to the first game we saw Oh yeah, and it was nitro ground shaker. We all had fun. Yeah. We played, uh, Oh, and I kicked everyone's ass by the way. Yeah. Until we played the next day at rec bar when we played some uh oh total nuclear annihilation oh yeah i believe mr matt canaan took the trophy home that day yeah but um no you're to your point you're right but that's where like you're looking for things that you don't see you know and at regional shows you don't always get that you don't get the safe cracker that's made out of glass sure yeah yeah like the weird the weird shit yeah but uh i am curious like what are you excited about for the plum and what do you I know you kind of talked about your vision in, in the last episode, but like it, through the show, like these upcoming shows, are, are, do you have anybody that you're kind of targeting to, that you want to talk with? I, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I would love to focus on the homebrew row, like as okay. a whole. Like I, I know that I want to set up, I'm getting set up an interview with Ed Owen, so we're going to talk about homebrew stuff. Awesome. Um, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research just because I'm not super in tune with the homebrew guys and gals. Um, definitely homebrew focused. Uh, definitely and this is why I think the visit to Rec Bar was special was 
like talking to people who operate pinball and I didn't get a chance to, I would have liked to have done this, maybe spoken to ants who run Zanzibar or, you know, whoever runs, uh, um, Eric Wirt. I could have spoken to Eric Wirt, but I didn't even introduce myself. Like one of those kind of that kind of stuff. So, um, he's, I did get to talk with him and he's a super nice guy. That's what I hear. He was in the tournament and I thought he was running it. So I went up and thanked him and, uh, We'll plug Pincinnati. He says that there's going to be about 150 games or something like that this year, and it's all pinball. That's awesome. Uh, which for me is, I'm gonna, you know, if he doesn't bring out big game, then we're we're fist fighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to him in Pincinnati. Too. I mean, like to answer your question or to expand on your question a little bit more, like stuff like this, like what we're doing right now, just like talking about show experiences and uh, show feedback and what could be done with shows to to improve them and what manufacturers can do when they're announcing games at shows just stuff like that like I I really love it because that's what I like to talk about this is one of my favorite things about pinball is is going to trade shows because it's it's so active and so interesting and colorful and you meet really great people who have great opinions like or interesting opinions or different opinions and, and you get a perspective that's maybe a little different than just what you here on the internet or on podcasts or whatever. Well, sure. Well, uh, I want to say thank you for your contributions to to pinball and, and kind of the content that you provide and TPN and anybody else that's out there that listens to this stuff. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, makes the hobby better, whether you're, uh, you enjoy it for the art or rebuilding. Like that was one thing, Bill Webb, like he talked about how much he loved to rebuild games. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. And he, he doesn't really, he's not the best pinball player. So sure. there's such a wide array of like why this hobby's fun and intriguing and um, I hope that eclectic, eclectic too, and that's yeah. what we need. Is we need we need more uh, different opinions from different types of people, and I'm, I'm glad that you're with TPN to offer those. So thank thanks. you, yeah. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for being on this. This is this segment. This is a new. It's a new old segment. So this segment kind of started last year on the drive to uh, or from rather uh, Texas Pinball Festival to Springfield, Missouri. I was driving with my buddy uh, James, who I call Jimmy, and uh, we decided to record the same style of, of podcast. And I'm like, oh, let's make this a segment for the show if I can. Like, I don't know how often I'm going to drive from from shows, but it would be cool if we could do this. I need to get some better sound equipment. But for now, this little phone is going to have to do. So, yeah, thank you for talking to me. It was fun. Yeah, no worries. Well, uh, enjoy your trip to TPF. I'll see you there. And uh, I hope so. Look forward to the Twippies. I, I wonder who's going to win. Uh, I have some early bets on, on, some, on some things. I know, I just know in my heart of hearts that the Pinball Nerds podcast is going to win a Twippy. I can tell. You know, I hope all, so. All 12 of our listeners voted. <laughs> we had bots going. Like, you just know it's happening. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. um, that's going to be the shock upset there. So uh, if you're if anybody's got like a bookie and needs to make a bet, there's your inside bet. I don't make bets because pinball is pinball's too wild, my friend. It's too random. Entropy yeah, exists. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Mustard, do you have anything you want to say? she's like i loved my puppuccino and i'm can't wait to be at home it's me again if you made it all the way to the end thank you for listening i know that was a very long 48 minutes of car sounds um not a lot of people can listen to that so uh, thanks for your patience with that like i said in the episode i want to work on getting some sound equipment that might optimize for recording in situations like that um just because i do want to do a lot of on the spot kind of stuff 
I'm also taking a crack at doing editing on my own, so if things sound a little green, again, thank you for your patience. I don't usually like to apologize for myself this much, but I know it's going to take a little bit of time for me to get into the swing of things. So with that, I want to hit you with some of my plugs. You can find me on, or at rather, the Plum Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is the Plum Pinball. You can also email the Pinball Network at gmail.com. Um, I just wanted to say one more quick thing. Please, please, please support your local arcades um, with this whole coronavirus thing. I know a lot of them are struggling. There's a lot of staff members of these places who do not have a job right now. Um, a lot of these arcades have got GoFundMes. So if you see one on your Facebook page pop up, give them money. Um, it'll really make a huge difference. I know Logan Arcade and uh, Abari, Wedgehead, basically any arcade that you know that you frequent is probably asking for some help. So anything you can give, give it to them because we want to be able to go back and play more pinball when all of this blows over. So that'll do it for me today. Until next time, this has been The Plum. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve.